1: Welcome to episode 8 in the Husky International Series, this time for a long interview with German triathlete Julia Gaia. The interview was recorded at Plahitas Resort in cooperation with Apollo. My name is Magnus Urmestad and this is the Swedish outdoor podcast Husky. Find out more about this episode and previous episodes at huskypodcast.com. You can do some, in the heat here, you can, you can do some stretching exercises. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so how is your life at Pleitas?
2: Uh, so far it's uh, really good. Uh, I've been here for two weeks with the whole team Erding Alcohol Fry. And we had a really, really great time here. Did uh, some great training and yeah, just otherwise had a good time.
1: You come here often?
2: Yeah, I don't know. I, I've been here many times before. I don't know how many, <laughs> but uh, basically two or three times a year. For myself, I have found out that it's the best place to prepare for the season and to escape the German winter, so yeah, I definitely like to be here.
1: And uh, what's your relationship to the Fuerteventura winds?
2: <laughs> yeah, when I first got here a few years ago, I really hated it. It was you know, uh, biking is not one of my strengths, so I had really difficulties with the wind, but um, yeah, until now I, I I learned to deal with it, and um, as I uh, went to Kona last year, uh, I found out that it makes you really strong, and it helped me quite a lot to deal with the wind in Kona, so uh, right now I, I love the winds.
1: Because now you've been competing in on many different places, if you compare the winds and the like the circumstances here at Fuerteventura, is it is it more difficult is it more challenging here than on other places with the winds um, and the everything
2: I think it's hard to compare like in, in um, if you compare to Kona um, in Kona you're just riding along a long road so um, there are sidewinds or tailwinds or headwinds so it's not really um, not really um, uh, really hard, but if you, for example, go down the, the climbs here, you sometimes you really need to be careful when the wind is really strong. but um, Have you had any crashes? Um, we had a crash uh, last year in the team, one of my teammates, but uh, luckily he, he he didn't injure too badly, so um, yeah, but more uh, the
1: ego maybe. Yeah, but, but
2: I myself, I didn't crash so far.
1: Um, when you're not here, where is home to you?
2: Um, I live in the southern part of Germany, about uh, one hour south of Frankfurt. And it's um, it's the capital of the um, state, Baden-Württemberg. It's, uh, it's a bigger city, I think it's about 600,000 inhabitants. We live at the border of the city, so um, if I want to ride Um, it's pretty easy to get out of the city and go into the green.
1: Is that close to the Schwarzwald? Yeah, Hmm?
2: to the northern part, yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, What was your childhood like? Did you grow up there?
2: Um, Yeah, we lived in a a small village and (laughs) I used to play outside quite a lot. Um, When I started school, I also um, uh, started uh, joining a swimming club. And um, I did a lot of swimming all my childhood long. And later on, I started to give uh, lessons, swimming lessons. Mm-hmm. And I did that till I finished school. So
1: and from, from the, the way I understand it, it's coming from a swimming background is like the best you can do as a as a triathlete.
2: That's true. But <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I don't like swimming um, that much. Because I think I did it for such a long time, so <laughs> swimming are the, the hardest sessions.
1: Did you, but did you take a break from swimming after, after school? Yeah, and, mm.
2: when I left school and started university, um, I did not swim for like, I think, two or three years. Because I was bored. And I started running just by myself and then met some people who said, oh... You can swim. You can run. Uh, just buy a bike and try a triathlon, and yeah, that's that was how I came into triathlon.
1: Was was triathlon already a big thing in Germany back then?
2: Yeah, yeah, of course. Like I started quite late in uh, I think thousand and eight, so there were already uh, two guys who won, no, three guys who won Kona. So. Mm. Yeah, triathlon was was already big, and not as big as it is now, as it's growing really fast. But um, yeah, it was definitely big.
1: Um, Do you have like memories of triathlon as a kid? Because I think I mean you had the first uh, Ironman in in your in the vicinity of of, I mean, southern Germany, with Roth. Yeah, Uh, was that something that you have memories from?
2: I didn't recognize the race in Roth. Um, the first thing I remember uh, was uh, my father watching uh, Thomas Hellriegel winning Hawaii, because I think in um, in previous years there was um, there was um, a show on, on a television. They broadcasted, not live from Kona, but the day after the race. And I think that was the first time I heard about triathlon, yeah. Uh,
1: but when did you... Uh, because you, you at the university you start you studied you studied medicine or you studied uh, pharmacy pharmacy yeah. and then you you took up a p- PhD right and you, you finished that yeah mm. yeah um, did did triathlon and working out did that turn out to be kind of a uh, escape for you to 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 balance the 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 life the, the academic life was it was it was it important for you to get away and get a break
2: yeah for sure like. When I started university, I just did running, but just go out two or three times a, a week and just escape the books and and all the stuff that was just being out in nature, not thinking about anything but just running. That was yeah, that was really important to to, to get the balance. Have you
1: always had a good connection with the, with the nature? Has it always been important for you?
2: Yeah, I think so. Like. Um, before I started to train as a professional, um, my, my husband and I, we did some some trips, just backpack trips with a tent and yeah, just on our own. So I really love to be out there and enjoy nature. You
1: live a, a mountain life as well.
2: Um, we used to go skiing when I was a child. I don't do it right now because I'm...
1: You don't have time maybe. Well, <laughs>
2: uh, yeah... And, I'm just afraid to, to injure myself. We do, uh, what we do is cross country s- skiing if we've got snow at home, but yeah, not like um, mountain climbing or yeah, that kind of stuff. But
1: but that, um, as a professional triathlete, is that a luxury to, uh, do you sometimes wish that you could go skiing without, you know, being scared that you would injure yourself? Is it a luxury to, to uh, perform like, athletics outside of triathlon? Uh, Do you miss it? mm,
2: No, not that much. Not that much because um, what I really loved about skiing was, as I said before, being being outdoor and being in nature. And I think I can basically get the same feeling when I'm doing cross country country skiing. So yeah, I don't miss it.
1: What happened? Because in 2008 you took up triathlon for yeah. the first time. Um, and now you're a professional. You do this full-time. Um, how come? <laughs> what happened?
2: Yeah, I, I really uh, bumped into triathlon. <laughs> it was really funny. I didn't plan it. And, you know, like uh, in in October after Kona, I thought it's, it's just <laughs> crazy uh, in in <coughs> some kind because... Yeah, I never expected to come my life that way, so I really um, appreciated that I can do what I'm doing right now. So, yeah. Um, Yeah, as I said, somebody of my running group said that I should um, buy a bike back in 2008, and I bought one. And then there was a small triathlon not far from my hometown, and... um, I said to my parents, oh, I'd like to do it. It was an Olympic distance, and they drove me there, and (laughs) I won the women's competition. Um, Yeah, I liked it really much, and I did another one. I won that too, and then my my third one was my first uh, half distance, and I won that too. So, yeah, I had a pretty good first year, and it motivated me to to do it, to keep on doing it, and... (laughs) But still, I was I was working full time in, uh, in in university doing my PhD, and I just did my training before and after work, so I didn't have the time to to do it um, on a high level. But yeah, still, I, you I,
1: managed to win. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
2: I mean, it it, were, it hmm. was just a small race, but still, um, and I I continued doing that for like two years, and then. Um, in 2010, my husband, he raced Roth, and I got really inspired by that race. So I said, oh, I want to do this again. I want to do this myself. And then I uh, did a marathon just to, to see if I could manage to do that. And that went really well. And then I decided... Do you remember to... the time? Oh, it was <laughs> 247. Oh, so, really? Yeah. So, yeah, I decided to race Roth in 2011. And then at the beginning of this year, um, Team Oettinger um, um, got a new team, like a youngster team, and I, I was lucky. Lucky, I was lucky to be in that team, and that was also when I got here in Playitas for the first time with all the pros, like like the Rayler brothers and and Nicole and Lothar Leder. I really soaked up everything that they told me, and I learned quite a lot. And, it was. I think it was a really, really good time here, and, and yeah, I was able to pick up a lot of things that helped me quite a lot in the future. And then, yeah, when I raced Roth in summer 2011, I finished second behind Chrissy. So, yeah, I never imagined to go that fast and to finish that at that uh, place. So, um, yeah, when I um, when I uh, finished my PhD, at the end of this year, I got the opportunity to be professional with Erdinger. Team Erdinger, And I, I thought, oh, I can work in a pharmacy or whatever later on and just take that chance. I will probably never get it again. And first, I wasn't sure if I can live as a professional, just um, just swim, bike, run every day. Because um, before that, when I was working, my day was full, and I really had to plan everything. So, yeah, I wasn't sure if if, if that's good for me. But um, now I'm three years I had three years been a pro, and I really love that life, and I really I'm really happy that I'm, I've got the chance to do it. And yeah, as long as I it fulfills me, I like to continue doing triathlon.
1: Uh, how did it work? Did they, did team Erdinger, alcohol flight? did they come looking for you? Were you like headhunted? Or, or yeah,
2: yeah. I think they saw me in some races in Germany in 2010. And then I, they saw, I think they also saw the result of the marathon. And then, yeah, I got into this youngster team and I was there one year. And I had good results in the 2011 season and then they offered me a contract.
1: Um, what was the reaction from from friends and, and family when you decided to become a professional and not get a real job? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, it was it was quite hard. Not not many friends could understand that, especially when they were not related to triathlon or they didn't do any sports. So yeah, it was quite hard to to make them understand that I really love to do that and. Luckily my husband, he really um, he really uh, wanted me to do that and to pursue this option and he always said do what you like and I will go with you and that helped quite a lot but um, I think until now as I really had a lot of success um, they more accept what I'm doing and it's okay.
1: Uh, do you know a lot of other uh, triathletes professional triathletes that has a phd is that i common? think
2: there are some women yeah um we've got uh, lucy gossett she, mm-hmm. she's a british triathlete four-time ironman winner she's she's an oncologist oh really yeah and i think there's a danish mm-hmm. michelle vesterby do you know her oh. i think <laughs> she's got a phd as well yeah and i think also She's bec- uh, she's still studying but yeah she's got she's yeah.
1: got she's in the end of her yeah. of her uh, medical uh, yeah. Uh, education.
2: Yeah. I don't know about professional men but on the women's side there are some.
1: Is that um kind of typical people turning to a triathlon with an ambition and education and everything?
2: I don't know. I think it's a big mix. I I don't know if you can tell that I think like yeah, when I when I look at our team, it's it's a big mixture. I mean, it it depends when you're starting. Like I got into triathlon really late, which is not common, I think. It's it's easier if you start from from young age and learn everything from from childhood on. But and then it's it's. I think you have to decide on one on on uh, at one time if you want to do if you want to be a professional and do it full time, or if you want to pursue your studies, right? So, yeah.
1: But Do you still feel that you have one, one foot in each world? Do you still you have one foot in the academic world?
2: Um, I'm, I'm working right now, like um, one afternoon a week mm-hmm. in a pharmacy. And I really love that because it's like an like a escape from the triathlon world. And I really love to go there. It's a great team and I love my job there. And when I leave, I'm pretty happy that I that I, can, <laughs> that I can, yeah, and that I can do triathlon and not have to work there for forty hours a week.
1: Is that important for you to get a to get a break from from triathlon and, and to to get get a break from that mindset?
2: Yeah, I think it's really important. Like when you're just thinking about swimming, biking, and running, <laughs> you get really, really crazy. And uh, I think this is also the problem when you're staying here for a long time. Like two years ago, I spent here five weeks. I, <laughs> I just got mad after that. It was, it was too long. So um, for myself, I found out that it's good to be here like for two or three weeks then take a break and then come back just to fresh up your mind because the mind is, especially for us uh, athletes on the long distance, it's, it's important.
1: Um how, uh, how big part of your year is, is regulated by what the coach tells you to do? Like workout programs and rest programs and everything, blocks.
2: I think uh, now it's basically the whole year. I mean, I took four weeks off after Kono, where I had no plans nothing. But that's basically it.
1: Uh, when it comes to uh, when it comes to um, uh, participating in races what kind of what kind of races attracts you what kind of competitions gets your attention
2: Um, I mean Kona is the biggest race in our sport so it's the dream of basically every long-distance athlete to go there and race that race Um, I had a lot of respect because the conditions are really tough there and I felt that you really need to be ready to race there and that's why I waited quite a long time. I mean I did my first long distance in 2011 and I waited till 2014 to get there but yeah everyone needs to decide on his own but yeah, Kona is definitely race to be
1: with uh, and I'm thinking also about the like the temperatures and the humidity yeah. and so on do you do you work uh, do you find out that you work well in, in hot and humid conditions or do you work better in when it's a bit colder
2: um, I like uh, races in the cold and I like races in the warm um, s- before Kona I didn't do a race in such humid conditions so I didn't know how I will manage the, the, the humidity, but, um, yeah, it worked out, so, <laughs> yeah, I was lucky that it turned out good.
1: Um, how do you act on, um, how are you on race day when you wake up? How do you act? <laughs> 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 oh, when
2: I uh, remember Kona race day this year, I just, <laughs> I was really, really nervous, like, there was a big fire in my belly and <laughs> I felt like I'm going to explode. But after the gun went off, it was just, I felt release and I just did what I, what I can do. And it was, yeah, but before I, <laughs> I don't know, it was so, yeah, it was really a horrible feeling.
1: Um, your, your friend's. And your husband, do they learn how to, should they avoid you on race day before a start? Are you <laughs> a bad company?
2: No, I'm pretty happy when, when my husband is around because um, he's giving me a lot of safety and he cares for me and does everything that I n- need to have. And yeah, I'm, I really need him on, on race day. And well, does, we does, don't does he often come with you? Um, we try uh, to go to the important races together. Mm. It's not always easy because he's he's working full time. But you can
1: always find time to go to Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely,
2: yeah. And, um, yeah, so it's really, I need to have him. <laughs> and, we, I mean, we don't talk a lot, but he knows what I need, and it's just being there.
1: Mm. How do you... Um how do you handle the mental game of uh, long-distance triathlon? Like handling the competition and making a plan for the race and everything? Do you enjoy that?
2: Yes, it's, uh, um, it's definitely really important and um, I think that I can do more on that. Um, I think the race in Kona is, um, you can't win it if you're if you're mentally not one hundred ten percent there, so um, um, so far I um, try to to um, get to know the the race um, course and then try to um, think about different situations that can happen in the race and what I can do, what I what is the best if I get into trouble, what is the best solution to get out of the trouble and yeah.
1: Do you handle like unexpected events? Are you good at tackling them when something or something out of out of the plan happens? To you?
2: Yeah, I like last year. I did uh, Roth in July, and I didn't have a good mindset there, so I was uh, close to quit the race. And um, from that situation, I learned quite a lot, and then worked on on that. Um more frequently frequently until Hawaii, and in Hawaii, I think I had a really good uh, race physically but even better mentally, mm-hmm. and yeah I'm really proud that I learned from from that.
1: I, I guess you really grow as a person and as a as an athlete after yeah. being mentally strong in such a uh, important race, yeah, maybe the most important yeah
2: race. definitely
1: um what's what does your what does your core look like what does your what drives you when it's uh, when 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 it's as tough as it gets and and your like your entire body screams at you to quit what keeps you going what does your inside look like then i
2: well, <laughs> i don't i don't really <laughs> i don't really know um Like for example, um, in Kona, when I got uh, in the marathon, when I got into the energy lab, which is the most um, um, decisive point of the marathon because it's around 28K into the marathon. um, Yeah, I thought I entered that part and I saw a lot of other professionals really struggling and I was struggling myself and it's, (laughs) <laughs> it might sound strange, but it, it gives me um it gives it gave me a good feeling that it's not only me but it's also the others and um then I thought about um my family who was waiting at the finish line, and I told myself that it's not that far anymore, and I can do it and yeah. I don't know. It helped me quite a lot to see the others uh, having problems as well. And it's not just me, but yeah, everybody.
0: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweaters starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus,
1: Uh, what were your feelings uh, when you when you came close to the to the finish line
3: yeah
2: it was it was unbelievable like I didn't expect to do that well, so it was just overwhelming and um when i when I see now the pictures of me crossing that line, it's still <laughs> goosebumps again, and yeah, it was you know like all the pain that you went through in the year and in all the trainings before, it just fell off, and it was just relief and yeah.
1: <laughs> nice <Great>. doing, <laughs> Because that was your your first Kuna Ironman, right? Yeah. And you ended up at sixth, sixth place. Yeah. And I mean that's um, that's like quite a quite an accomplishment for b- b- being the first time. Yeah. Um, did you feel strong the entire race? Did you feel present and uh, on top of your game the entire race?
2: Yeah, well the race didn't start as I planned it. My swimming was pretty bad. I had some troubles um, with the current and the waves. So um, I think I had my slow swim ever. But then the bike ride, which is usually my weakest discipline, went so well. I think it was my best tri- bike ride ever. <laughs> and. I got a lot of confidence from that. So when I got off the bike, I was so happy, so that I just enjoyed the marathon. At least I enjoyed the first half <laughs> of it. Then it 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 got really, really hard. But yeah.
1: Because there's uh, after Energy Lab, there's a part where there's no people. Yeah, there's in, no in the audience. Energy Lab.
2: Yeah. yeah, it was so quiet. Mm-hmm. You could just see the athletes suffering, <laughs> but no, <laughs> nobody else.
1: Yeah what's is biking your weakness
2: yeah it is yeah Do you why or what was the question no
1: if, if um what are your weaknesses as a what would you say your weaknesses as a triathlete is
2: yeah it's yeah it's the biking um i'm not a technical good biker so i lose a lot of time on on technical courses i mean that's not a problem in kona but um uh, yeah, I, I think it's a discipline where I can improve the most, improve the most.
1: And your your uh, overall strength as a triathlete, is it mentally or is it?
2: Um, before Kona, I wouldn't have said that, but um, yeah, definitely yeah, mental was was my biggest strength probably in, in that race. And uh, of course the running, yeah.
1: Um, so what's your goal for, for this year in Kona? You, you, of course, you, you plan to come back this year.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely um, want to be there, and it's a lot easier for me to qualify this year.
1: Because you, uh, got, you got points from, right. from the, that sixth place?
2: Right, so I yeah. don't have <laughs> to do that many races. I can go there and um, just do a really good build up for, for that race, and I definitely want to do better than <laughs> last year, of course. I mean, wanna, my dream is to uh, sneak into the top five, but I, I um, definitely know that it will not be easier. Like last year, nobody cared about me, and I could do what I want. No media attention, nothing. Nobody expected anything from me because it was my first race. That will definitely be different this year. But um, yeah, I'd like to face the challenge.
1: Uh, how do you work when when things don't go so well in a competition? When you have uh, when you when you confront failures and, and uh, mishaps? how do you How do you uh, react to that?
2: Yeah, I try to be really uh, patient and um, think about positive things, or how I handled other situations in in training when when it didn't go well, and yeah, just try to stay positive all the time. and yeah, by that way, try to get out of that. Situation.
1: Do you have any other like because I, I'm guessing that Kona was was a big emotional race for you. Yeah. Race for you. Do you have any other like big emotional racing experiences?
2: Yeah, of course. My first race in Roth. Like I was nobody, and um,
1: you, w- you you had no sponsors in Roth.
2: Well, I was in that <laughs> youngster team. Of, okay, okay, of okay, Rödinger, okay, 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 okay. Hmm. But uh, in that year, I bought my first time trial bike by myself, so I didn't have a bike sponsor then. And yeah, before the start, I wasn't even sure if I can manage the whole distance, so I just got into that race and tried to enjoy as long as I could, and swimming went well, uh, biking went really well, and (laughs) I was so happy uh, running that marathon, and then, um i think i got off the bike in fifth place and then um i could run up two two other girls and then i was on the podium and i (laughs) i just couldn't believe it and then on the i think on the last 10k i could catch the runner-up race and (laughs) crossing the line i i was totally done and but yeah the crowds and, and you know, i don't know if you have ever been there no. but the crowds are just amazing and yeah, um as a as a young german Fun. athlete there is, the people are shouting your names and even like the age group athletes who are suffering themselves they they are shouting at you and yeah <laughs> <laughs> that was definitely definitely a goosebump race
1: how many times per season do you have like in, in training and in competition, do you have days that when everything falls into place and everything like mentally, physically, everything is like perfect?
2: How many times? I don't know. It, there are, there are parts in your training that, where, where you have a week or two weeks that go really well. Like the last two weeks, here I had a really, really good training block, but um, then there are two or three weeks where you get probably sick or you're just tired, and it doesn't work that well. I, I don't, I can't tell any numbers.
1: Um, do you have any dream races apart from Kona?
2: Yeah, there are lots of races that I love to do. Like um, there's a race in um, in the U.S. It's like a, a, a hippie race on the West Coast. It's. <laughs> I don't know the name right now. Hmm. Really, really old race. Um, it's not
1: Wildflower.
2: It's wild, Yeah, of course, it's Wildflower. Yeah, I definitely love to do that. Um, it's a really old and honest race. Yeah.
1: Well, not. Uh, like I said, I'm not, a, I'm not a triathlete myself, but I'm starting to learn the market, and there's quite a few. Uh, type of those races left yeah. because it's all challenge and it's all Ironman. Now. Yeah. Um, do you think that's sad? Do you miss? Do you miss more like original races?
2: Yeah, as I'm quite young in the sports, I just know it the way it is right now. So I can't really tell you. But uh, definitely, another race that I'd love to do is. Um, the, the race in Switzerland, the um, Inferno Triathlon. Okay. Do you know that no, one? No, never heard of it. Um, it's a, I think it's a 3K swim, then it's about 100 or 120 um, road bike, then it's um, 50, 50K, 40K mm-hmm. uh, mountain bike, and then it's um, it's um, 20K running up a hill to the Schildhorn, <laughs> and <laughs> that is the landscape is just spectacular my husband did it and i was there as a spectator and as a supporter and yeah
1: do you do a lot of mountain biking
2: in winter mm-hmm. but as i said i'm not a technical <laughs> a biker so yeah it's not that easy but i really love to be to do it because you're closer to nature you can ride directly in the forest or
1: do, do you feel um that it adds to your energy if you, uh, if you compete or if you train in, in, in beautiful surroundings. Are the surroundings important for you?
2: Sometimes, definitely, yeah. Like, uh, we, we uh, did a swim this morning and then the sun got up and it was just beautiful. And even though I was really tired, that motivated me to, to keep on
1: and to finish the set. Yeah. Do you do a lot of open water swimming here at uh, Platas?
2: No, not that much so far. I definitely need to work on that because.
1: Is it, <laughs> is it because of the temperature here or is ah, it because no. of the program?
2: It's okay um, if you use a wetsuit to swim in that water. No, I just. I don't know. My coach just said to.
1: to <laughs> back uh, to the pool. Back to the pool. Go to the pool, yeah.
2: <laughs> but probably when I come back, I don't know yet.
1: <laughs> um, do you know on what part of the curve your potential is at the moment
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know <laughs> um, I think that i can that I can get even better than I'm right now I, I don't think that I'm at the top because um, I'm only in the sport for six years now, and um, the first years i I worked full-time, so I didn't do a lot of training, Um, so I hope that I can still improve in all three disciplines, and um, I changed my coach after Kona to step up to a higher level, and Mm. so far it works out pretty good, and I'm really excited to see what what the races will be this year.
1: Is it important to... To sometimes change programs, sometimes change coaches. Yeah. Th- Even though the synergy could be fine. Yeah. But is is it important still to get to get some to, to get new input?
2: Yeah, I, I think that's one of the key um, things that you need to do. If you if you keep doing the same, you will not improve. So, yeah, it was a really hard decision because I worked from with my old coach from the beginning on, but. Um, yeah to to continue and to to improve I think that's that's one thing that you sometimes need to do.
1: <clears throat> How often do you need um, to get rewards in order to keep up your motivation to do all the training?
2: Right now um, I'm thinking quite a lot of my, my race and corner when i the feelings That I, uh, when I crossed the line there, that was, I think, my biggest reward so so far, and nobody can give you that that feeling. So um, right now, I just need to think about that, and that keeps me pushing. And I don't.
1: But you don't have a problem with such a because in in like a a year's time, it's kind of a long-term goal. Uh, That's not a problem for you. That's enough for you.
2: Uh, not at the moment. I, I think because like in the last half year after Kona I really benefited a lot from that race and <laughs> I'm, I think it will be interesting to see how long that um, will will keep up or if there will be some point for example in May or in June where where I'm really sick of training and I need new motivation but yeah so far everything went really well so if you if you see that everything is, is going better than expected it keeps you it just keeps you going and I try to keep that feeling as long as as possible
1: Um I don't know what what your specialty was during uh, like for instance with your PhD but did has any of your education helped you when it comes to Nutrition and and uh, physiology and and uh, um, like how your body works and how your energy works.
2: Um, yeah, I think I def- it definitely helped me with uh, nutrition things and um, the other part um, is um, when it comes to like when when you get get sick or I really n- know what I can take without having trouble in a doping control or something like that. So I um, I really have a lot of background knowledge. Um, yeah, in parts of uh, nutrient supplements and that stuff.
1: What are the worst things with your job?
2: The worst things? <laughs> um, I didn't see my husband for two weeks now. So, I mean, two weeks is okay, but um, that's the traveling yeah well traveling itself is not bad it's, it's a I think it's a big benefit that we have that we can travel and see a lot of great places in, in the world and just uh, enjoy the great uh, nature there but family time is definitely short yeah that's probably the worst thing
1: um as a as a full time professional athlete, is it difficult to uh, is it difficult to relax when you have a day off? Is it difficult to allow yourself to relax? Are you aren't you ever scared like thinking about thinking about your competition that they are not resting today, they are not working, and so on?
2: Um, for for myself, it's really easy. I love rest days because, like, I try to to work really hard on on my on my work days, and then. I know that it's important to rest. And I think that's that's also one of the main um, problems that age group athletes have, that they don't allow them to rest and to take the time off. So um, I don't think that uh, most professionals train Really, really much more than um, the the good uh, age group athletes, but we've more time, or we allow our bodies more time to rest, and that's why we we are stronger.
1: And you don't have to combine it with like a 40-hour uh, work week and so on. You can no. just focus on. Um, out of curiosity, um, during the during a training program, for instance, during like a half year's time or one year's time, how long is the longest resting period you had?
2: Um, for example, when I go home now, then I will do an easy week, which does not mean that I'm doing nothing, but just really easy sessions. And like rolling on the bike. And yeah. Like really yeah. floating. And, doing okay. a short run, doing an easy swim. So, yeah. A week. After, like, an Ironman race, I do one and a half or two. It depends just how your body is, is recovering. And, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, do you think it is important for someone in your position to, to work on your image, like to work on your brand?
2: Of course, I think it gets important more and more because, I mean, we can only uh, live as a professional when we have partners and sponsors and it's not really easy to find, find any. So um, image is definitely yeah
1: is it something you enjoy that part is it is it fun or is it just neutral or do you dislike it <laughs>
2: <laughs> um i um, at the beginning i uh, it was not that easy for me but um you get used to it and now there there's parts that i really like and that i love to do i think it's just just part of the job like in every job you have to do things that you Probably like more or less, and yeah, it's.
1: Do you have a lot of contact with like fans or followers?
2: Um. I don't know what is a lot, but. (laughs) (laughs) It happens. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, of course. When when we're here, there are like um, a lot of camps here from uh, um, for uh, age group for German age group athletes, mm-hmm. and um, I try to get in touch, into mm-hmm. touch with them. And if they have questions, um, I'm not shy to answer them whenever I have time. I think that's important. And also, um, before the big races in, in, in Germany, I try to, to get in contact with them, yeah.
1: Like you already said, you are part of uh, a team, uh, adding an alcohol-free. And it's, um, I don't know, but it's not, it's not very common with, with teams like that in the triathlon world. Um, what does that give you? What does it mean for you?
2: Oh, it gives me quite a lot. Um, as I said before, I, I started as uh, as a member of the youngster team. And from, from that beginning on, um, uh, also the professionals, they were not, they just included me in their team. And it is a real team. And everybody tries to help each other and Yeah, when we're here, we're trying to do like every session together and um, that really pushes you and makes training much easier. And during the season, um, we we see each other at the races and sometimes with parts of the team we meet for another training week or two. And yeah, we've got, I, I would say we've got a real team spirit.
1: Mm. What can you what can you tell about the about the team? How how big is it? How old is it? What's the story behind it?
2: So I think it started years ago. I don't know in which year with uh, Lotta and Nicole Leda, who were two really uh, good uh, German athletes. Probably I think one of the first uh, good long distance athlete, and um, then. From time to time, there was another one joining the team, and until now, we are quite big. We are, I think we are 12, 12 professionals right now, and the youngster team is, has got six members, I think. So, yeah, it's, it's quite do, big. Do you share,
1: do you have common resources like trainers and nutritionists and so on, or do you, do you have everything? You have your own trainer, and uh, it's full focus on you? Or
2: um, we, we don't have a, a team trainer. But um, some of our team got the same coach. Um, some have the same nutritionist. Yeah, um, like for example, the nutritionist. I uh, started working with with the um, with the lady, and I really liked her way doing it. And so I recommended a, her to a teammate, and that <laughs> continued on. And yeah. That's that's like that with with a lot of stuff.
1: But it's not all the same. I mean, you you can have separate sponsors yeah, as well. Course. Yeah, of mm.
2: course. Yeah, We can we can choose our bike sponsor. We can choose our running shoe sponsor. We are not. It's just um, the team. But otherwise, we can choose individually.
1: Um, what does your downtime look like? What does your how do you spend your time when you're when you're not training or competing?
2: Like my spare time, uh, it depends. <laughs> when I'm really tired from training, I'd like to <laughs> to sleep quite a lot. Um, otherwise, um, right at the moment, I try to learn Spanish. That was a long, long-term uh, dream that I wanted to.
1: It's a to good do. place to do it.
2: Oh <laughs> well, well, yeah. But <laughs> um, I love reading books. I'd like to. I really love to uh, cook. Yeah, that's. If I have a lot of time, I'd like to go uh traveling see see great places that
1: do you do you try to choose competitions so it will fit your travel plans like oh i always wanted to go to australia or i always wanted to go to south america or
2: well i think it's the other way around right at the moment especially last year when i had to do a lot of races to qualify for kona I just um picked the races that fit best into my schedule, but we try to um to um take some extra time after the race to to see some places for example, i did uh, a race in arizona in at the end of two thousand thirteen and then we did a tour to the Grand Canyon and mm-hmm. did some hiking there and was it nice yeah it was it was even though it was uh, snowing oh, really? it was, yeah it was in at the end of November, mm-hmm. so it got really cold there, but, yeah, it, it was a beautiful time.
1: What gives you inspiration? Where do you get your inspiration from?
2: For triathlon?
1: Yeah, to keep on going.
2: I think it's, as I said before, like, when you... There are moments when you cross that line that, where everything comes off, and you really get um, addicted kind of, and you really want to, to have these moments again, and I think that's yeah, that's that what I mean, I definitely love to um, to compare myself to other and to raise the best of the world, for sure. but I think it's yeah, these moments definitely. What um
1: What's your? What will your year look like? what What kind of goals do you have this year, except for Kona, like when it comes to races, for instance? Yeah
2: um, I definitely like to do some half distance races to to warm up, and then I will do um, a, a big long distance race in in Germany, um, where I like to be at the podium, and then from from the end of July, I will fully focus on on Kona. That's basically it it's not <laughs> it's not really exciting but yeah
1: I think it's ex- exciting enough <laughs> <laughs> um at what stage are you now in your life
2: I definitely love the life that I have right now and I'm really really happy with that i i don't miss miss anything um, and as long as it's like that I'd like to continue doing it and as long as I'm competitive in my sport i l- I definitely later on I wanna wanted to have a family, to have kids, but yeah, right now I'm I'm pretty happy with everything the way it is.
1: Sounds like you are living a good life.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I mean for me I'm I'm happy. I think anyone else would say, how can she do that? How can she run like twenty K a day and that's it? But yeah I for me, right at the moment, is that's what I, I love to do.
1: Um, thank you so much for taking the time. Oh. And best of luck for you two, Ironman. Thanks to a Kuna. lot. <laughs> and thanks for having
2: me, it was a pleasure.